Thank you for tuning in. We'll get to your program right after this short word from our sponsors. When I first went into business, I found out in a hurry that it was lonely at the top. If you're a CEO or business owner and you're feeling lonely at the top, then I'd like to invite you to join us at our Action Coach membership community. It's a community of like-minded business owners that help each other, build each other up, sometimes push and pull each other. If you'd like to learn more, just reach out to me at billgilliland.actioncoach.com, book a session, and I'll give you all the details. Welcome to this week's episode of Epic Entrepreneurs, powered by Action Coach Growth Partners. You likely went into business to have more freedom and flexibility so that you could spend more time with your family, do more things or travel or enjoy your hobbies or whatever it is that you like to do in your spare time. We're here to help you find better ways to make more money, build better teams, and get that time back so that you can have that freedom and flexibility. We'll help you simplify things and make sense of business, investing, and wealth building so that you can be epic and achieve all your dreams and goals. And now, enjoy the show. Hey, I'm Jason Berry. I am a business coach with Action Coach Business Growth Partners and I work with Bill and the rest of our awesome team. And I'm excited to join in the podcast today with Bill. Yeah, thanks, Jason. So today, I want to, we want to talk about being epic. And one of the most epic things that, I've, that I know that people do is, is, is to hike the Appalachian Trail. And a few years ago, you hiked the Appalachian Trail. And I did a little research on the Appalachian Trail. It, it turns out, I think it's the longest continuous footpath in the world. And uh, so it, how long is it? Well, uh, with trail updates from year to year, it's a little different. But uh, when I hiked it, it was 2,173 miles. Right, right. Yeah, that's that's awesome. So just under 2,200 miles. And I'm sure you took some detours, which... Uh, probably yeah. made, made it well over 2,200 miles. So, um, so specifically, I want to get at the kind of planning, the kind of preparation that it takes to do something epic. So let's talk about that. Sure. Yeah. So when it comes to planning for something like this, I mean, it's, it's obviously a, it's a big deal to wrap your head around and there's, there's a lot of stuff to consider. So, I mean, the, the first thing is, I mean, you got to have the the passion to go that extra mile and figure this out. You know, there's a lot of people that talk about this kind of thing, and it never happens. So you got to have the eye in Epic. You got to have the inspiration to even do the planning. You've got to, yeah. So my inspiration came from a buddy of mine. Uh, from freshman year in college, we went camping on the Appalachian Trail near Roan Mountain, Tennessee. And this was October of probably 99, I think. And nice fall weather, <clears throat> campfire. And I said, hey, Spencer, we should, we should think about actually hiking the whole Appalachian Trail. What do you think about that? And we started talking about it and thinking about it and getting more excited about it. And I'm the kind of person who jumps on an idea and like I like spur of the moment travel ideas and adventure. And he is a spur of the moment kind of guy that way, too. So like it was kind of grooving on that level. Um, I've got several friends. I would say something like that. That's great. But I've got this and this and this going on. You know, would have gotten in the way of that conversation. 
So, I mean, it takes, uh, takes people that are open-minded to the idea to even talk through it. But we were sitting at that campfire, and that's where the seed was really planted. <clears throat> On the Appalachian Trail, I think that's important, too. Put yourself in that space. Put yourself in that environment, and you can taste, feel, and uh, experience like what a night in the life of the AT would be like, right? So that, there's some value to that. I hadn't really thought about until we're talking now. But <clears throat> So we uh, started talking about, well, when would this be possible? And like, well, we've got this going on and that going on. And like, why don't we target the spring of 2001? And we can get enough ducks in a row to uh, the both of us figure out making that happen then. Now, a lot of life happened <laughs> And a lot of different things that we didn't expect happened. He ended up transferring universities and different things, and so did I. And um, he went to NC State, and I went to ASU. And we were hanging out uh, September of 2000, and it popped back in my mind, hey, Spencer, you remember that time when we were camping last year, and we were talking about next spring actually doing this thing? It's like, are you in? He's <laughs> like, yeah, I'm in. Are you in? And he's kind of filling each other out a little bit. It's like, yeah. And it's like, well, man, we got to figure this out. <laughs> and I say, it's like coming. This date's coming. So the first thing was was blocking out the, the calendar. We were both still in school. And I had kind of told my parents, or I shortly after told my parents, hey, I'm, Spencer and I are planning on, hiking the AT in the spring this coming year. And like, oh, that's great, son. You know, it's kind of like where that went at the moment. <clears throat> and it became a reality to them when they asked me later in the semester, so what classes did you, did you sign up for for spring semester? And I'm like, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't sign up for any classes. And, and they're like, oh, Oh, okay. So, and they were very supportive, but you know, that was when the reality set in like, Oh, Jason's actually going to do this. That's cool. Yeah. This is, this is cool. Like, like the sign behind you has got it right. Dreams times goals times learns times plan times action. Yeah. So it started with a dream. Yeah. And then, and then it became a goal. With the timeline. Yeah. Yeah. With the timeline. Yeah. That's great. Okay. So we've drawn the dreams. Now we're working on the goals. All right, cool. Got it. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's exactly right. And, uh, yeah, so then it became, okay, man, we got to get serious about this stuff. And he was living in Raleigh, and I was living in Banner Elk, North Carolina. So uh, we'd talk on the phone, you know, Zoom wasn't around then. Uh, we talked on the phone, and he'd come up and visit from time to time. We'd do some, some shakedown kind of hikes and stuff. And uh, got our equipment acquired, you know, kind of figured out what we needed for equipment. So there was planning for equipment. Well, there was learning, too. You had to learn what you needed, right? So part of the learning... Uh, I put myself in the environment to where I could learn as much as possible in a short amount of time as possible. So I worked part time at an outdoor outfitter in nice. in, uh, in Boone, which I ended up purchasing years later after I got back from the trail. But I learned in six months, 12 months time what probably would take somebody four or five years to learn. So I condensed my learning by really focusing down and put like immersing myself in that environment, learned what kind of gear selection there was out there and made made choices on that. So there's planning and learning for gear. There's learning about, OK, how many miles can a person hike in a day and in a week and in a month? And 
and not injure themselves uh, and not still be on pace, you know, like, you know, what's a normal pace? How many miles do you hike during the daylight? How many miles do you hike at night? You know, how many miles do you hike before 12 o'clock or lunchtime? What time do you wake up in the morning? What time do you try to get to sleep at night? I mean, it's like all this learning because it's a life I've never experienced before. You know, this is <clears throat> this is carrying your shelter on your back. I mean, all the things that come to mind, right? It's like I got to figure out cooking and eating and water and clothing that I need and uh, shelter. And uh, are Spencer and I going to share gear or are we going to be independent gear wise? So that like if he ends up 10 miles ahead of me, like I'm not put out and I don't have the food bag in my pack, you know, like stuff like that. It's uh, there's a whole lot of different dimensions to figure out. And I think there's a lot of right ways to do it, but you do have to think through and come up with what your approach is going to be. And let's see. So there's food planning, there's gear planning, there's water consumption, there's how many miles uh, per day, how many miles can I hike? do I think physically in the first month versus the second month versus later on when I'm really uh, in shape and and used to it? Um, How many nights am I going to stay in a shelter versus pitch a tent somewhere? Um, All these kind of different things, you know, and then people talk about, of course, my parents or my mom primarily. (laughs) It's like, what about the bears and all this kind of thing? So I'm like, well, I need to have some kind of a plan for that. So I had, OC 10 bear spray and all these things you got to think about that aren't part of normal life for people. And, uh, it's a, it's a, a lot of different plans that need to come together to create an experience that's intentional, I guess is really what it comes down to. Yeah. So about how long would you say you spent planning this thing? I would say I spent really six months planning it. And how long does it take to hike the trail? Five or six months. So so the planning at least needs to be as long as the actual action. And in some, yeah. I, you know, yeah, reflecting on that a little bit, I hadn't thought about that before you asked that. So, I'd say we planned it in about three months time, actually, two to three months time. But we reviewed it and reviewed it and reviewed it over and over before to make sure we hadn't missed anything. So that's a little different than what I said before. It didn't take six months to plan. It probably took about two months to plan it, but it took a while to feel confident in it. Yeah, um, I mean, if, 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 it. If, if you went with the 80-20 and said about 20% of the time you should be planning and 80% action, my guess is, I mean, you didn't spend all day every day that's, for, that's about for six right. months planning. So you, it, so that it kind of makes sense. Like if you're planning a business, you know, you should probably 20-80, 20% of your time planning, 80% of your time executing. That's, so, a, that's what ended, it ended up being. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's a crazy, you know, it's amazing how, how often that, 2080 rule comes into effect. The Pareto principle comes into effect in life and business. So, mm. so how level, you know, what, what detail level would you say that you did with your planning? I was very detailed knowing that it wasn't going to stick exactly to that plan. 
I think that's important. Um, I knew I wasn't going to be exactly on that plan, and I wanted to plan every every mile every day so that I could follow a forecast of what it might look like if it were done the way that I had in mind. And I ended up being pretty close to plan, but but there were this stuff happens, right? So, you know, some days I'm just not feeling it and I'll hike a shorter day. Some days I'm feeling it. Like my longest day was about a 34 or 35 mile day that I hiked just cause I was in the groove and feeling good. Now my, my feet were barking at me the next couple of days after that, you know, your body can handle it, but your feet can't. It's kind of what you figure out out there. But, um, I think, you know, in relating that to business, it's, uh, Hey, some members of the team can handle, handle growth at a certain rate, but at some point you got to let the systems catch up and uh, give yourself a little bit of reprieve, right? So there's a lesson in that from the AT. Um, yeah, you can push hard, but you got to allow yourself to recover and catch, catch things up along the way too. So there's got to be, there's got to be town days where you, or we call them zero days where we go into town and we hike zero miles uh, so that we can recover and, you know, get some calories, you know, you can't carry enough calories. You're burning seven, 8,000 calories a day. There's no way to carry that much food. And um, yeah, it's interesting. There's a lot of dynamics there, right? Yeah. So when it came to, well, well let me ask the question a different way. What, in your opinion, could you, completed the, the 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 Appalachian Trail without a plan. Do, do people do that? People do that. And I believe, you know, everybody's got their own experience in mind that they're happy with in life. So I'm not speaking for other people's experience. However, I wanted to, if I'm taking a half a year of my life to invest in something, I am going to be serious about it. And, and treat it with the weight that it des- deserves, I guess, is the way I think about it. It's like, this is a major chunk of my life. I have decided to be away from friends, away from family, in the middle of the woods, you know, for half a year straight, sweating, getting bitten by mosquitoes, jumping over snakes, like whatever, you know, you want to imagine, like, yeah, all that stuff happens. And... What's that all for? And I had a specific, I had some specific goals in mind. You know, it's to challenge myself to see something through for the long term. But I had specific goals on what I wanted that to mean for myself in my life. And I was serious enough to plan. You know, there are a lot of people, I don't know if a lot of people is the right way to say that, but there are people that don't take it very seriously and want it to just be a, uh, whatever happens, go with the flow. And I think they get different results out of that experience is my, my perspective on that. Yeah. If you're serious about achieving something, it makes sense to have a plan. Yep. It makes sense to have done some thinking ahead of time, even if the plan changes. Okay. So what kind of changes did you see in your plan? Let's see. Let's see what kind of changes. So, Something I hadn't mentioned with planning is uh, food drops in U.S. Postal Service, you know, post offices and stuff. And who's going to send me food? And how are they going to know what to send me? You know, 
the internet and cell phones then weren't what they are now. So the communication on all that, so that was a whole other spectrum of the planning process was my support structure at home. Uh, so I, I can dig into that if, it, if there's value there for our discussion, but uh, that's a whole aspect we hadn't talked about is just the food prep and all. Um, let's see. What was your question again you were asking about? Well, I mean, we were talking about the level of detail, but I mean, even with the, even with the level of detail, there had to be some changes in the plan. You have to be flexible yeah. with your plan. Absolutely. So, one thing that comes to mind is my uh, she is my girlfriend. We're, we've been married uh, shortly after that. Since then, but my girlfriend at the of the time, Edith, her uh, grandmother passed away unexpectedly while I was on the trail in Virginia. And all of a sudden we had to figure out me getting back to Winston-Salem is where her grandmother lived to be able to support her and be a part of that. So that was not part of my plan (laughs) originally is to be off the trail for three or four days to, uh, to take care of that. Something else that wasn't part of the plan is, uh, Right after I got into Virginia, my dad had a heart attack. Now, they called it a mild heart attack. I don't know if, <laughs> what that means exactly. I think it's kind of uh, contradictory, but a mild heart attack. He got to the hospital. They took care of him, put stent in and these kind of things, and he was fine. However, it was that was the one time that I was the closest to coming home and packing it in. Because I was in Damascus, Virginia, about two and a half hours, I think it is, from Hickory, North Carolina, where he was. And I'm out here, and like this is kind of like my thinking, I'm out here dicking around in the woods all day, and my dad's in the hospital. You know, and I'm like, I'm coming home, I'm coming home. And he got on the phone a couple of different times and said, Jason, I'm fine. You're never going to have an experience, an opportunity like this ever again in your life likely stay out there. I want you to stay out there. I'm fine. And that was the closest I came to coming off the trail. And it wasn't because of the trail experience. It's because of what I was leaving behind because to say yes to something, you got to say no to other things. And part of the no is being around friends and family. That was a struggle that was unexpected. And uh, I stayed in Damascus an extra couple of days while I was out there. Just a lot of emotional and psychological stuff going on there to work through. And, um, and then gosh, when I got to Delaware water gap, I remember it's, uh, one of the state borders or close to a state border. My grandmother passed away. Now we saw that coming, but still it happened on the trail versus when I'd gotten back home. So, uh, there were a couple of days where that was, some travel I needed to figure out again, you know? So yeah, stuff happens. And I remember Spencer who I learned on the trail is highly allergic to poison ivy. (laughs) So I didn't realize how bad he got it, but up North, not, not up North, but in Shenandoah, kind of middle of the trail, Shenandoah, he got poison ivy and he ended up in the hospital having to have all kinds of treatment for it. And that took an extra couple of days. So, yeah, there's all kinds of stuff that comes and just part of life, right? Yeah, well, I think there's a rule that anytime you 
that we try to accomplish something big that there that the universe is going to put up a bunch of obstacles and say, "Hey, are you serious about this? How serious are you about this? Yeah, how serious are you about overcoming these obstacles? What you know, what are you going to do to to try to work around it?" So. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think the the level of but the but the planning was there. So you you had plans to check in so often to make sure everything was all right. You had plans to so that when things did happen, you were able to adjust your plan and and stop for a couple of days and come back and take care of the family things that you needed to do. So so there's time management, there's uh, resource management, there's communication uh structure there's systems for food and uh, it's you know it's all the same things as business planning it is yeah and you, and you really can't do it without a team because you had to have people to ship food to you you had to have backup you had to have people that helped you along the, the way you had to have you know you had to have plans to you know like you said where you where you were going to restock your your food supplies all that and that's all people that that are that are out there to help you. So it really yeah. has everything to do. And that was part of the plan. Um, something that's not necessarily like on paper part of the plan is you get to a road and you're planning to get into town. How do you do that? So you hitch a ride. So part of it is being resourceful along the way. Like you plan your resources along the way, but you've also got to be resourceful. And there were times where it's like, it took a while to, you know, you got you got two scraggly, smelly guys on the side of the road with a backpack on. Like, Don't look, honey. You know, you can see you just like see people drive by that didn't want to make eye contact. But, uh, you know, you got to rely on the nature and goodwill of the human race. And you've got to be resourceful to to get to where you need to go. And uh if you don't know where to go in town, you got to ask questions because again, the internet and uh, cell phones weren't what they are now. And so like, it's not, you got guidebooks and the guidebooks can get you so far, but you got to be resourceful beyond that. Yeah. Yeah. So bottom line is people, if you want to hike the Appalachian trail, you need a great plan. If you want to build a business, you need a great plan. No doubt. So, um, yeah, and we're, that's what we're all about. We're all about helping you get a plan and executing that plan. So, uh, this has been cool. This has been enlightening. I, I was chatting with Jason about, I was like, well, darn, he, you know, he, he, he hiked the Appalachian trail. That is epic. And that's what we're all about is epic. So, absolutely, uh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and you can see how having the dream, setting the goals, learning what you need to load, planning, and then executing will lead to success, which is essentially what you've got behind you. So, well, so you wanna- uh, I can, I just say real quick, uh, dream goal, learn plan. If you don't take the dream goal, learn and plan seriously, you can't be nearly as confident in the action. You're just, yeah. there's just so much, there's so, so much less confidence in what the outcome is going to be which is why the other four are so important. That's the 80-20 as well, uh, you know, again. Yeah, yeah, no, it's awesome. Well, this has been cool. Thanks for sharing, Jason. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and until next time, all the best. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Epic Entrepreneurs. Here's four things you can do. First, you can listen every week on Biz Radio, Mondays at 1. Second, you can subscribe to the podcast. 
hey, you get it. The more subscribers we have, the more cool things we can offer you. Three, you can also go out and give us a five-star rating everywhere. And number four, if you'd like a free copy of my book, The Coach Approach, Five Principles to Build an Epic Business, just go to giftfrombill.com. It's your roadmap to building your epic business. That's giftfrombill.com. Until next time, all the best. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.